0: In the last podcast we talked about some of the concerns and issues associated with looking at evidence-based treatment. Right. And today we're going to look at a specific example as it relates to obsessive compulsive disorder.
1: Right. And one of the things we said at the end of uh, that previous talk was that um, when you start talking to patients about a gold standard, mm-hmm. a, the the best treatment for a particular disorder, um, you introduce the possibility of unintended consequences right. and that's what much of this article is about the unintended consequences mm-hmm. of giving a patient of, of, of giving a patient false hope mm-hmm. or of letting the patient know that this is the treatment of choice mm-hmm. and it should work right. And we, we need to be as therapists need to be very careful. as therapists we need to be careful of saying that and as a patient or a client, you need to be careful when you're told that. Right. Okay. So there's warnings both ways. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a difference between a gold standard in a in an assessment and a gold standard in a treatment. Right. You know, right. when it comes to the gold standard of assessment, you know, certainly there are tools and, and strategies that we use to assess a particular condition or a particular problem that super you know, supersedes everything else. Right. It's better than anything else.
1: Sure. For example, we talk about testing somebody's intellectual abilities. Right. There are what we now know and everybody in the field agrees are uh, really valid, reliable, um, gold standard type tests.
0: It doesn't mean that there's not limitations to them.
1: That's right. That's right. There still are. And then you can go on the Internet And take a 10-minute IQ test Mm -hmm. you're not there's a big difference between those two something that's administered by a trained professional trained and experienced professional versus something you take online okay same with personality tests Mm -hmm. you know you can you can do the colors test or you can do the um, um, food preference Mm tests or you know whatever little silly tests there are um, to test personality or you can come in you can go into an office and take a thorough, mm-hmm. gold standard type of personality right. assessment.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think of it most often with um, when we think of assessing um, autism spectrum right. disorder. That's right. You know, there are certain tests that are that are designed to assess that very specifically, mm-hmm. and then there are questionnaires. You know, there, there's right. a, a form that you can fill out that has you know ten questions on it, and you know, th- mm-hmm. there's a big difference in the right. type of thing. So when but it that's comes for to assessment. assessment, that's assessment. Right. And, and that's there very you can have a treatment.
1: G- right there, you can have a gold standard. But be very careful when we apply that notion of a gold standard mm-hmm. to um, treatment, because right. treatment is far more complicated.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. So, so when we think about treatment, and this is just sort of a, a primer for for some of the things we're going to be talking about, when we talk about treatment, the way that we approach it, and, mm-hmm. and we'll go ahead and maybe have that disclaimer here that not all treating professionals view things the same way that we do. Right. You know, there That's are right. those who there are some who say, you know if you come and you do what i tell you to do do what i'm encouraging you to do right. um you will get better and mm-hmm. if you don't then you're not doing something right right
1: it's it's you're placing the blame on the patient right. or the client right. right
0: because i'm the professional and i it know it can't be needing. the
1: pres- it can't be the strategy it right. has to be the way you're doing it or it has, there has to be something wrong with you and we don't mm-hmm. disagree with that i'm saying okay if it's not if this isn't working then we need to go into another line of treatment altogether. Right. We need to go to other strategies. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, and, yeah, because the argument would be um, it's, if it's not working, we don't have to debate why it's not working. Right. And and, and the way that we right. see it is we don't have to blame the patient or nobody. any other. Any or the therapist. therapist.
1: You right. know, you don't, nobody needs to be blamed. It's just that, okay, this didn't work, so we're going to move on to this one. Right. Okay, we, we need to find out what's going to work. For each particular individual,
0: right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so. But when it comes to treatment, you know, we we approach things from a very eclectic perspective, mm-hmm. and so we try to use whatever strategies and techniques any particular mm-hmm. person that comes to see us may need. Right. So, with some people, we may do um, quasi psychoanalytic. Right. Um, And And for others, we may do cognitive behavioral therapy and for others, we may do behaviorism and for Mm -hmm. others, we may do um, more humanistic and um, you know, so it it may vary depending on the person's presentation.
1: Now this particular article uh, was written by Shayla Nicely Mm -hmm. um, and she is a therapist but she is also a person who has Obsessive Compulsive Disorder. Right. So she's a therapist who treats people with Obsessive Compulsive Disorder and she has the disorder herself. Right. And there are two themes, uh, two sort of organizing themes running through this article. One is unintended negative consequences right. and the other is false hope.
0: Right. Okay. So but let's start out with mentioning what OCD is because right. this I think that this is going to be an important factor as we right. talk about some of these it things. Is. Because right, sure is. OCD, OCD is not putting your keys in the same place every day. Mm. Right. O- OCD is not preferring the milk to be on the left side of the refrigerator as opposed to the right side of the refrigerator. That's not OCD, mm-hmm. okay? That's, th- those are preferences, those are, you know, routines. Right. Uh, th- those are little strategies that we use to remember where we put our keys, um, but that's not OCD. And, and people come in and they talk about that kind of stuff quite often. They'll mm-hmm. say, oh, well, no, I, I have OCD because, you know, I have to make sure that I put my shoes in the same place and they have to, they have to be lined up. Um, n- right. No, that, that's not necessarily, that's probably not OCD and, and certainly not necessarily OCD in any way. Yeah. Um, I, have,
1: I alphabetize my spices.
0: Okay? It does.
1: <laughs> but it's because I have t- so many of them that you can't go rooting around every time you want to spice. So, if they're alphabetized, you can you have that smile. No, I'm not. You have saying. that clinician's smirk. <laughs> I call it a clinician smirk. Doesn't make me OCD. Right. Okay, right. it makes my life more convenient. I put my socks together and put them, you know, or we put our ties together by color or mm-hmm. shirts together by color. Those are those are not probably not symptoms of OCD. Right.
0: No. Probably not.
1: Probably not. Probably not. But but no, we're talking about but OCD OCD is impairing. OCD is an imp... and it's a disorder. Right. It's not a disease.
0: And, and, and okay. the, the issue with no. OCD, mm-hmm. obsessive compulsive disorder, is just that. It's a disorder. It, it causes dysfunction. And, right. and so what we're talking about with OCD is either, it doesn't have to be both, but either obsessions or compulsions. Obsessions are thoughts recurring thoughts that are intrusive and, and won't go away And mm-hmm. you know you may use various strategies or various things that you try to do But they just won't stop and they just you just sort of ruminate right. uh, many times people with obsessions Appear to have tremendous memories. They, they look as yeah. though they they um, they know particular things extremely extremely well um, but that is primarily because it's all they think about. That's right. <laughs> they're just thinking about it. Because they go over it, right. over it and over it and over it and over And so mm-hmm. we, think, we think of that as either perseveration mm-hmm. or rumination. Right. Um, mm-hmm. They're just sticking to it and they, they have a really difficult time shifting their attention away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, compulsions are the behaviors. And so uh, many times, compulsions are matched with uh, obsession, so if you're obsessed and, and overly concerned and worried mm-hmm. about germs, your compulsive right. behavior is going to be to wash your hands because that compulsive behavior is going to help relieve the, the obsession of be, being fearful of germs.
1: We went to a talk years ago, we went mm-hmm. to a talk by Phil Kendall, Yes. At, uh, I think it was at Temple. Cat. and he said people use their compulsive behaviors to deal with their obsessions, right. okay, so OCD they come together, right? Typically, Com- yeah. Yeah, compulsions are used to deal with your obsessions.
0: Sometimes we have obsessions and we haven't quite <clears> yet <throat> found a compulsion to match it and to right. help with it, and right. so that in that case you may have obsessions without compulsions. And many times we have compulsions without really knowing why. We don't necessarily have the have the yeah. uncomfortable yeah. Uh, drive of the yeah. obsession, uh, but we have a compulsive behavior where we have to do certain things right. and we have to have certain routines. Mm-hmm. Uh, again. The, the key feature here, though, is that they are impairing. They, they impair your functioning in some way, which usually means that they consume a tremendous amount of time.
1: And that that's exactly what I was going to say, is that the issue here is impairment. Right. Uh, alphabetizing my spices doesn't control my life. Right. Okay. But an You're not sitting here thinking, no, I, I wonder
0: to, if somebody's messing with my spices. Or,
1: or I have to rush right home and deal with my spices. Right. Um, but people who have obsessive compulsive disorder do think that right. way. They, they are, I might not like doing something, but I can do it. Mm-hmm. People with OCD can't do it, and right. it affects their lives, and that's the impairment part. Right. It's also a disorder, not a disease. Right. So with a disorder, we look for treatments, not cures. Right. Okay? Right. And so remember, this is obsessive compulsive disorder, as it is with depression, anxiety. Right. We have anxiety disorders, we have right. depressive disorders. We have uh, attentional disorders. So remember, these things that we deal with are not diseases. We don't cure them with surgery or anything else. We manage them,
0: right? Which is which is a fantastic. Maybe that's another 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 podcast idea: is that Mm -hmm. is differentiating disease from disorder, Um, because that's one of the issues that I have when we when we talk about alcoholism as a disease. Mm -hmm. We're we're not curing alcoholism. If, If if a person is an alcoholic. Um, then they are an alcoholic. And, and what it, when we refer right. to them, um, when they're clean and they've been, they've been sober for, for a decade, we say they are a recovering alcoholic. They're in the recovery. We, right. we, we never refer to them as being cured. And so mm-hmm. that's why it's not a disease. Right. Um, so it's a bit of a, 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 a misnomer when, when we say that alcohol the disease of alcoholism, mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's not a disease. Right. Diseases can be cured uh, we, or we seek a cure. Um, with most mental illnesses, um, there there is no cure.
1: That's right. So we can change the way the brain is working. Right. We can do that sometimes with medications. Mm-hmm. In the case of um, obsessive compulsive disorder, we can use what the therapy that she uses is called ERP, mm-hmm. which stands for Exposure and Response Prevention right. Therapy, ERP. So you expose the person, right. uh, to get them more accustomed to it, or you prevent mm-hmm. triggers from occurring. So mm-hmm. ERP. So you can change the way the brain functions. Right. You can't cure the right. disorder. You can't. You can't fix the brain. Right. You can. You can change the way the brain functions. You can't. You can't fix the brain. Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. And you know, we we th- just think about reading. Right. Um, you start out your life, you're not being able to read. You figure out how to read, all right? So your brain adjusted um, to help you read. If you stop reading right. and you never look at another word again, you're going to start having some difficulty right. remembering how to read. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just it's just a simple fact that that's the way that our brain works. Right.
1: So what we want the brain to do is to work in a less dysfunctional way. Right. Okay, right now when you have the disorder, your brain works in a certain way you want it to work in a less dysfunctional way right. so that life is a little bit better. Yeah. Okay, But you're not going to fix. And that's what she means by don't raise false hope and be careful of negative consequences. Yeah. Negative unintended consequences by thinking that there right. is a cure. Right. Okay. Now there are some people who do stop having OCD. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're, they, go, they fall into three categories. One is if you have very early onset mm-hmm. like in children right. and somebody Some therapist or parent manages it very successfully very early before Mm -hmm. it has a chance You talked about their good memories because they keep going over and over and that's what memory does The more times you do something Mm -hmm. the more likely it is that you're gonna make a memory of that thing and so people with OCD tend to uh, Perseverate Mm -hmm. they tend to go over and over and over the same things so they make these deep 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 memories, mm-hmm. uh, very easy to access. But if you if you get it early, and by early I think we're probably talking younger than eight yeah, or ten, early childhood, mm-hmm. early childhood. If you deal with it with a successful ERP program, you can maybe nip it in the bud mm-hmm. before it becomes a problem. The second group is um, people who are obsessed by just one thing. Right, okay? you, you're you're obsessed with germs, or you're obsessed with illness, or you're mm-hmm. obsessed with mm-hmm. something. If you have only one thing, um, many people um, can deal with that single thing. And then the third is a person who uses um, ERP successfully. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they never um, they never rely on their compulsions. Mm -hmm. Okay, but she calls that uh, she has a she has a uh, uh, she, called, she believes that's unrealistic. She, right. said she thinks that's an unrealistic right. expectation that a person will successfully use ERP and never return to their compulsions, and she said it's Unreasonable to think that that's going to happen. Right. Okay. Yeah,
0: it's, not, it's not reasonable to, to anticipate that or expect that because mm-hmm. um, The way that I talk about it with patients is right. that um, You know when something is causing you discomfort whether it's a thought right. or something mm-hmm. in your environment, the thing that's going to make you feel the best is to get away from it.
1: Right, that's
0: right. All right, so if you're really distressed about a snake, mm-hmm. and there's a snake in your room, right. you're going to feel the best when you get as far away from that snake as possible. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't cure your anxiety about snakes. That just gets you away from the anxiety caused by the mm-hmm. presence of that snake.
1: Right, that's right.
0: If you want to cure—not uh, cure—if you want to treat or resolve some of that anxiety associated with being in the presence of a snake, mm-hmm. you have to stay there. Right. You have to stay there and allow yourself to process through and deal with that anxiety.
1: That's that's what she means by exposure. That's
0: exposure. Right. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that you may do a successful ERP program and you may learn to deal with that snake. Um, right. It's going to always cause you some discomfort. It will yeah. always, I mean, mm-hmm. even those of us who are not afraid of snakes, I'm, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not afraid of snakes in any way, but they will startle me yeah. and, and I'm not going to just reach down and grab one. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, there is some anxiety there. But if you have OCD, if you have a, a compulsive fear uh, of it and you successfully do ERP and it provides a little bit of anxiety every time you see one. Right. As soon as you see one and you escape, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna mm-hmm. get out of here." As soon as you do that and it relieves all of that anxiety, right. you are just now you are now introdu- reintroducing that's right. a much more effective strategy <laughs> at resolving that anxiety than ERP ever that's could right. be.
1: And that's what you need to remember about OCD. OCD. people with OCD tend to see things as being dangerous. Right. I have a, I know people who have OCD. Mm-hmm. They tend to see things as being dangerous. My daughters, absolutely terrified of frogs. We have a lot of frogs in Florida, and we have three frogs who live on our porch. Okay, they live up.
0: I went over to his house the other day, and on (laughs) their front door, there was a frog. I swear it was like four feet, four four feet, four inches long. It was it was a huge frog. Right. And I I just stood there knocking on the door because I really wanted your daughter to come answer the door (laughs) so it'd be right there.
1: She would have absolutely had a cardiac arrest
0: it was a, it was gonna be exposure therapy
1: no and my both daughters are absolutely terrified of frogs that's a single mm-hmm. obsession right okay that's the kind of thing that you can do exposure therapy mm-hmm. right now they've refused I've yeah. tried all of their lives I said honey we can do it no no they want no part of it yeah. okay so they remain terrified of frogs because they see frogs as being dangerous right when you consider something being dangerous you become anxious, right? Okay, and you're absolutely right. It's the anxiety that you're trying to treat right. with the compulsive behavior, whether it's escaping or screw. However you however you mm-hmm. deal with it, it's that reaction to right. what you see as being dangerous, right? Okay, it's not it's not the, the it's not the intrusive thought. Right. It's your reaction to the thought.
0: And, and, and if you just think about the way that the OCD the person with OCD describes it, it just doesn't feel right. Is right. what they'll say, right? right? They they have to put they have to put their spices in alphabetical order because it just feels right. Mm-hmm. It, it, it doesn't. They feel uneasy. They feel disquieted. They feel anxious. They feel right. unnerved when they're out of order, and so they have to put them back in order. And, and that's where you're different. You you don't have that uneasiness associated. I'm with
1: only it. uneasy when I can't find something. Right. Okay. So to prevent that, I put them in alphabetical order. Right. Okay. But I don't sit here. I'm not sitting here now thinking about my spices. Right. I mean, it's a.
0: Right.
1: It, it, I'm only thinking about it when I'm trying to use them.
0: Right. Okay. So so it's that. But it's that uneasiness. It's that need for it to feel right. That mm-hmm. is um, what we refer to as the anxiety.
1: That's right. And what you do is you get into what nicely calls the ocd loop where you see the snake you you're anxious you escape and so you keep doing that same thing okay because it feels good to escape that's right that's how you relieve the anxiety right okay um so so by escaping you by by moving to another place you uh, reduce relieve the anxiety that's what you're trying to do right and so you use these compulsive Behaviors mm-hmm. to deal with the anxiety over your obsession about snakes or frogs right. or spices.
0: And, and, this, and this is the real challenge, and we're kind of venturing a little bit off course here, just a smidge, but th- this is the, the main issue with treating anxiety. Right. Is because avoiding always works better. Mm-hmm. Avoiding the anxiety, getting away from the anxiety, is always better than any treatment. Any treatment that we can offer, right? Avoiding that, that snake is much better than trying to take a Xanax mm-hmm. when you're in front of a snake. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, it works faster and it's much more comprehensive. Right. And as long you know, as long as you're away from it, it continues to last. You don't right. have to keep taking the Xanax.
1: Right. But every time you see one, you're going to be looping through that. And every time same you day.
0: escape, it may, it really reinforces the danger, mm-hmm. and that's right. the that's the complication. Right. That's the um, that's the real dilemma. Right. Is that every time you you use escape as the strategy, right. it makes it even more difficult not to escape the next right. time.
1: Right. But it's easy to get into unintended consequences because she talks about this as being a disorder. Right. And she says ERP is, the, is the, what most therapists use. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But she says, and, and it's interesting, she uses the word perfectly mm-hmm. many times right. in this article. Right. I was struck by how many times she... Probably part of part one's her. obsession is to be perfect. Right. Okay. So if you have a person with OCD, you have this tendency yeah. to perfectionism. Right. Parents talk about that when mm-hmm. they bring children in, uh, and they will say, "No, that he's a perfectionist. He has to do everything perfectly." Well, that's part of the OCD. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you say to a person with OCD, "This is the treatment," right. this ERP therapy. Mm-hmm. Nobody does it perfectly right. and she says that nobody she said I'm an ERP therapist and I don't do it perfectly right. And so you have to be very careful if you're a therapist Not to let the person believe that if they do ERP mm-hmm. and if they do it correctly right. It's going to cure the problem, right? It's not sometimes you're going to feel successful and sometimes you aren't going to feel successful Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't work. Right. So don't get into this. She calls it self um, Self-imposed um, shame—that right. um, that there's something wrong with you because ERP isn't working. It should, you know, your understanding is this should work. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, it's your fault. Right. Okay, that makes things actually worse. That's one of those unintended consequences. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, another thing that often happens with with this, and, and this is—and um, and she doesn't mention this specifically in the article—but um, just uh, something else to consider is that many times. Uh, the thing with OCD anxiety in general is that it, it shifts and Changes uh, yes. and so while you while a person may have mm-hmm. may be somewhat obsessive um, Or compulsive over germs uh, for a while um, if they, they can go through an ERP program right. um, But mm-hmm. that their obsessive com- obsession and compulsion could shift to something else
1: Goes to something else
0: um, right. and, and what's fascinating How do you think this is fascinating is that sometimes? What becomes the focus of their OCD is the treatment, and so they become obsessive and compulsive over the okay. strategies used in the treatment, right. and so now they, they, they feel compelled um, to perform a particular mm. behavior associated with the, with the treatment, right. and they feel a similar distress if they're unable to do that, like people who, um, right. who get into exercise, mm-hmm. and, and they're like, no, I have to exercise because exercising relieves my anxiety. And they become extremely anxious if they don't get to exercise. Right. And so they exercise multiple times a day or they exercise, you know, they, they forsake other things mm-hmm. with the, you know, for the goal of, of exercising. Right. And so exercising itself now becomes the new obsession or, or compulsive behavior. Mm-hmm. And and so we have to be mindful of that, that again, you may, you know, if we, we talk about these things as a cure. Mm-hmm. We have to make sure that we, we don't in- introduce the idea of another um, right. compulsion. Right.
1: That's right. Um, this the treatment becomes right. th- is is becomes assumed as the the next disorder. That's part of the, that's the next obsession. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I have to exercise right. obsessively, and I've seen people do that. A roommate right. in college, he wanted to quit drinking beer, so he started drinking Manhattans. No, that was was a good trade. You know, you're you're still drinking, right? Probably tastes better. So, no, be careful of that. Um, With OCD in particular, but I think it applies to depression, anxiety, um, and other disorders. Mm -hmm. Um, Be careful that you don't get drawn into that um, trap of feeling like um, you should be uh, you should be able to do the treatment perfectly. Right. Right. Okay. Um, sometimes whether it's cognitive behavioral therapy behavior therapy ERP no matter what it is um, you're not going to use these strategies perfectly Mm -hmm. every time absolutely and the other thing is don't expect to be symptom-free right you're still going to have whether it's depression anxiety OCD you're still going to have it Mm -hmm. Um, some days are going to be better than others so so you have to be able to manage these expectations I did, I used to listen to Click and Clack, the Tappet Brothers, and Mm -hmm. I I never heard them say this, but they said, happiness is reality minus expectations. uh, I love that. I might put it up in my office somewhere. So happiness is reality minus expectations. So we have to be careful about expectations, okay? About giving false hope, that's what you meant by false hope. To be able to manage these expectations, don't expect to be symptom free, right. and don't expect for the strategy to work every time. Absolutely, those are unrealistic
0: expectations. Right, it's mm-hmm. always going to be work. It's like a it's like a relationship. <laughs> There's That's always right. work to do. That's right. Um, and and the the more that you work at it, the better you're going to be. Mm-hmm. The longer you work at it, the longer you're going to be well. Right. Um, but as soon as you stop, as soon as you stop the work, right. um, you know it's it's you're you're at risk for. Rec-
1: That's right. We discovered that with reading disabilities years ago back in the 70s. Martha Dankler was a uh, Mm -hmm. neurologist at Johns Hopkins. And she said, as long as we continued the reading tutoring, the students continued to make gains. As soon as the tutoring stopped, the gains uh, reduced. And I think it's the same with um, these Mm -hmm. mental disorders, is you have to keep working at them. You're you're not going to cure it. Um, You're not going to be completely symptom free. It's something you just have to work at. Absolutely. most of us are working on something so don't be uh, don't don't feel that you're the only one struggling
0: absolutely all right that then is it for today until next time stay happy stay healthy and forget to be afraid